Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Join me. Just thank the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Just let me hear you say it. Let me hear you say it. Thank you, Lord. Just thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. Lift up your voices. Just say thank you. Just say thank you. Just say thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that you rescued us, Lord. Thank you that you saved us, Lord. Thank you that you love us, Lord. you give us in the midst of all our trials when there's fires all around us and there's missing people and there's hurt people and there's sick people and there's devastation everywhere we look Lord you give us peace I thank you Lord I thank you that you're forever faithful. I thank you that you are good and that you never change. You never change. May our hearts continue to burn for you, Lord, to burn for you. To hunger for you in your presence, in your fullness. Thank you, Lord. I thank you. And Father, as we transition into this time of your word, may I be so hidden, Lord. May I be so hidden. that I'm not seeing. May I just be the microphone in your hands as this word goes forth. Open up our hearts and our spirits to receive from you. Your word, your truth, your love. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you, guys. Wow. Well, how about that worship team? Can you say wowzers? Wowzer. I'm going to grab this over here. Well, anybody that knows me knows that I'm all about the Father's love. (laughs) But he surprised me Um, just in my studying and laying something on my heart.
I love the word. I love his word because I love him. And so today I'm going to share, um, I'm going to do a lot of, read a lot of scriptures in the beginning. And then I, the piece that he gave me is just so short. But the richness is in his word. It always is. So I'm going to preface it by saying, and before you put the first scripture up, um, Chris, <laughs> um, I'm going to read from Peter, First Peter. And I hope you have your Bibles. If you don't, we're, we're going to put the scripture up there for you. I'm reading from the New Living Translation. Um, I read a bunch of different ones, and for the purposes of this uh, message, I chose that one. But before I read it, I want to talk a little bit about Peter. And as I was reading this, 1 Peter, I was thinking about Peter who wrote it. And Peter walked with Jesus and spent time with Jesus. He knew Jesus. Peter denied Jesus. He was beaten. Ultimately, he was martyred. But he knew Christ. And he knew the challenges of living a holy life. And so his word comes to us as encouragement from somebody that knew and walked and talked with the living God, Jesus. And nothing, having experienced being with Jesus, there's nothing that could shake his confidence in our risen Lord, in his risen Lord. So I just wanted to say that before I started, because I want you to think about Peter by the breath of God as he's writing this to us, that this is not something that he writes that's impossible. Um, so let's start. We're in First Peter, and we're going to read verse 3 through 9, and I'm going to stop and Stop and start, so bear with me. Go ahead and put that first scripture up. Thanks, Chris. All praise to God the Father, our Lord Jesus Christ. It is by his great mercy that we have been born again because God raised Jesus from the dead. Now we live, we live, with great expectation, and we have a priceless inheritance an inheritance that is kept in heaven for you, for me, pure and undefiled, beyond the reach of change and decay. She's saying amen. And through your faith, it's a good time for you to say, thank you, Father. Verse 5. And through your faith, God is protecting you by his power until you receive this salvation, which is ready to be revealed on the last day for all to see. In the New King James Version, that verse, verse 5, says, You who are kept by the power of God 
through faith and salvation. And that word kept is used four times in the New Testament, but only one time is it used in the way that it's used in this verse. And that word kept means to guard, to protect by a military guard, and to prevent a hostile invasion. So verse 5 again, And through your faith, God is protecting you by his power until you receive this salvation, which is ready to be revealed on the last day for all to see. We continue in verse 6. So be truly glad, Peter says. There is wonderful joy ahead, even though you have to endure many trials for a little while. These trials will show that your faith is genuine. These trials will show that your faith is genuine. It is being tested as fire tests and purifies gold, though your faith is far more precious than mere gold. So when your faith remains strong through many trials, it will bring you much praise and glory and honor on the day when Jesus is revealed to the whole world. You love him, though you've never seen him. And though you do not see him now, you trust him. And you rejoice with glorious, inexpressible joy. The reward for trusting him will be the salvation of your souls. Let's stop there for a moment. Peter says you love him even though you've never seen him. Jesus said in John twenty twenty nine to Thomas, Because you have seen me, you believe. But he said, blessed are those who have not seen and yet believe. He calls you blessed. And that word in the Greek, it's for you, Anna, means happier or fortunate. So fortunate are you who have not seen and yet believe. That's an amen right there. So let's just recap quickly those first few verses. Through your faith, God is protecting you by his power. Trials will show that your faith is genuine. When your faith remains strong through many trials, it will bring you much praise, honor, and glory when Jesus is revealed. How about that? And though you do not see him now, you trust him. And the reward for trusting or faith will be the salvation of your souls. So let's continue. We're going to go to verse 13, Chris. Yeah. So Peter goes on to say, So think clearly and exercise self-control. Look forward to the gracious salvation that will come to you when Jesus Christ is revealed to the world. So you must live as God's obedient children. 
Don't slip back into your old ways of living to satisfy your own desires. You didn't know any better then. But for now, you must be holy in everything you do, just as God who chose you is holy. For scriptures say, you must be holy because I am holy. And holy means one who exhibits in his conduct the inward purity, benevolence, and holy devotedness to the Savior with which his heart overflows. Yeah. So verse 17 says, And remember that the Heavenly Father to whom you pray has no favorites. He will judge or reward you according to what you do. So you must live. You must live in reverent fear of him during your time as foreigners in this land. God says we're not of this world, right? We are foreigners in this land. For you know that God paid a ransom to save you from the empty life you inherited from your ancestors. And the ransom he paid was not mere gold or silver. It was the precious blood of Christ, the sinless, spotless Lamb of God. And God chose him as your ransom long before the world began. But he has now revealed him to you in these last days. Through Christ, you have come to trust God. And you have placed your faith and hope in God because he raised Christ from the dead and gave him great glory. You were cleansed from your sins when you obeyed the truth. So now you must show Sincere love to each other as brothers and sisters. Love each other deeply with all your heart. For you have been born again, but not to a life that will quickly end. Your new life will last forever. Because it comes from the eternal living word of God. Let's pray. So, Father, I thank you for that word. And, Lord, as we move into this short message, the part that you dropped into my spirit. I pray, Lord, that it won't fall on deaf ears. Open their hearts. Open our hearts. Open our ears. Open our eyes to see what you have planned for us. In Jesus' name, amen. So as I was reading this chapter, I would read and the Holy Spirit would take me back to verse 5. I'd read and Holy Spirit would take me back to first verse 5. And I'd get out another translation and read it back to verse 5. Verse, verse 5, I'd go. And verse 5 says, And through your faith, God is protecting you by your power until you receive the salvation, which is ready to be revealed on the last day for all to see. And echoing my, echoing in my ears, it was like, what, what? It just kept echoing. And through my faith, and through my faith, and through my faith, God is protecting me 
by his power, through my faith. And I'm like, my faith. I'm like, I know it's through my faith, Lord. But there's more here. What are you trying to show me? So he took me to Luke 8, 18, in the parable of the persistent widow, where Jesus says, we're just going to go right to the, skip the, the parable. But at the very end, the last part of verse 8, Jesus says, I tell you, nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he really find faith on earth? Yeah. So that knocked me off my chair, stunned me. And then he began to unravel what he wanted me to see. In Matthew 17, we have Peter, James, and John, and they just witnessed the transfiguration of Jesus. They saw it all. They heard the voice of the heavenly Father speak from the heavens. And a man brings to them his epileptic son, epileptic, that's a tongue twister, to them for deliverance and nothing happens. They had just seen Jesus transfigured. They had heard the Father's voice. They were in the presence. They were with Jesus. And because of their unbelief, their prayer for healing was hindered. So the disciples go to Jesus and they say, why could we not cast it out? And listen to Jesus' response. In verse 20, Matthew 17, he says, because of your unbelief, For assuredly, I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. A mustard seed. Do you know how big a mustard seed is? I'm not going to put the picture up because they look really big on the screen. But if I had one in my hand, if I had one mustard seed in my hand, you wouldn't be able to see it. Very tiny. And Jesus is saying, if you had faith as a mustard seed, you would say, speak to this mountain and say, moved, and it will move. For nothing is impossible for you. So I started pondering this mustard seed and and what he wanted me to see. And, and this is what the Holy Spirit revealed to me. See, a mustard seed is tiny in size. And once it's planted and tended to water and watered, it grows into a tree of incredible size. And the Lord was saying to me, our faith is not to remain the same size as that mustard seed. But instead, it is to grow and thrive and become unshakable. So Jesus says, if you have faith as a mustard seed, if you have a very tiny little seed of faith, 
You will say to this mountain, move. And it will move because nothing is impossible for me and for you. So then it all started to come together. Our faith begins as a tiny little mustard seed. But it's full of God's power and protection. And it is activated by our obedience, whether we understand things or not. We determine the limited or unlimited growth and power and protection of our seed of faith. And when it grows, when and how it grows depends upon who and what we come into agreement with. And this faith, or seed, is expected to grow continuously in size and capacity as we on our daily as we on a daily basis experience the goodness and the faithfulness and the love of God through our testing and our trials which develops in us the fullness of his character Our faith cannot be limited by our experience. He never changes. He never changes. He never changes. God is truth. God is good. God is faithful. God is love. Those things never change. And no matter the outcome of our circumstances, these things never change. God never changes. Then I, heard the God, then I heard the Lord say to me, and I want you to get this, obedient faith releases Holy Spirit power to accomplish God's will here on earth through you. Let me say that again. Obedient faith releases Holy Spirit power to accomplish God's will here on earth through you and through me, obedient faith. Obedient faith. I started to get it. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet believe. And through your faith, God is protecting you by his power until you receive the salvation, which is ready to be revealed on the last day. Our faith in him releases his power for protection for blessing, joy, rewards, holiness, hope, overcoming the world, and eternal life. Think of the power released with that little mustard seed of faith. Nothing is impossible for you, right? Now think of the power released when that mustard seed becomes a tree of faith. Go ahead and put that picture up, guys. This is what it can grow into. So God was showing me that my faith, though it starts out very tiny, but it's full of power and protection, is expected to grow. Nothing is impossible for you. 
So today, hearing Peter speak to us and share all that he has come to know through his experience, through the presence of God, he's encouraging us because he had a mustard seed of faith. And he came in to know that nothing was impossible for him. So today, knowing through, that through your faith, God protects you by his power, I ask you, I ask you this, are you protected? That little mustard seed of faith, do you believe God protects you? Is your faith in him growing? Or, or standing there dormant? Are there things in your life blocking your faith from growing? Have you received blessings and miracles in your life only to forget them when the next trial arrives? Do you wrestle with unbelief? The disciples did. Have you forgotten that it is by grace you have been saved through faith? Everybody stand. What he showed me through the mustard seed growing into a tree is that there's this expectation that the Lord places upon us. That he knows that we're babes, but he expects us to grow and not to waver and doubt and unbelief. Because if you believed Jesus died for you, if you believe that he is God, that he is good, that he never changes, he's forever faithful so when your prayers aren't answered or somebody dies that you prayed for or your circumstance in your professional life changes, God is always faithful. He never gives up on us. We may pray and not get an answer, but we're the unfaithful ones. We're the unfaithful ones because he is good. He is good. He is good all the time. And so I want to encourage you today. God is faithful. God is good. God is love. That if your mustard seed is just a little seed and it's not planted in, any, in anything that can challenge you, or the next time a trial comes your way, think about faith. Think about that little mustard seed and fix your eyes on Jesus and don't waver and just know that he has a plan and a purpose and he works all things for good yeah and he thinks you're amazing 
He thinks you're amazing. And he wants you to have the fullness of his goodness. So if you feel like you're in a place where you need greater faith or you need somebody to water the seed, I want you to come forward because we want to pray for you. We want to pray that you would speak to your, the mountains in your life and say, move. And it will not be impossible. You will, those mountains will move. What's the mountain in your life today? Is it your job? Is it your health? Is your your unbelief? Is it your relationships? God is faithful. And we just pray and we ask. So those here who are down at the front, if our elders and Pastor Brady would come forward and just lay hands on them. And if there's anybody here that has not given their life to our Lord Jesus Christ, I encourage you also to come down. It'll be the best decision you ever made in your life. Thank you, Daniel. So let's pray. Let's pray. God is good. God is wonderful. He's magnificent. He's full of glory and wonder. And he tells us you're not going to understand everything, but believe in me. He is the potter. We are the clay. And he looks for willing hearts. He looks for hearts that are set on him. And Father, I, you know every single need here at the altar. And just like you spoke to me about obedient faith, obedient faith, trusting in you, not leaning on our own understanding, but in all ways acknowledging you, and you will direct our paths. We come forward knowing that you will meet our needs. And I thank you, Father. I thank you for these sons and daughters whose desire it is to be wholly pleasing to you, 
to be in the fullness the image of you Lord increase our faith we are but little seeds but today Lord we've been planted and as we tend to these seeds these challenges these trials we fix our eyes on you believing and not doubting believing in your goodness in your faithfulness help us Lord in those areas that we struggle we lay them right now at this altar. Father, I ask for restoration. Restoration, Lord. Restoration. We ask that by this obedient faith, Lord, that your power will come forth and accomplish through us your will here on earth. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You are good. Thank you, Lord. Father, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Father, we purpose in our hearts today that today is a new day. We set our eyes on you knowing that there is an expectation for us not to waver, but to trust in you. So I just declare that over everyone in this place today, Lord, these at the altars and these in the auditorium, I declare over you today is a new day. And wherever you are in your faith, may it continue to grow and grow and grow and grow so that you're no longer tripped up. By the things here in this life, on this earth, your reward is in eternity with heaven. And he will give you the strength. He will give you the power. He will give you everything that you need. Trust in him. Believe in him. 
Love him. Love him. Faith comes from a love relationship. So thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.